So the you're you're still not I assuming you're 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 not going over to to Twitter to check out the the, the goings on in the World Cup of Star Trek. No, I haven't. No. Is it is uh, it done yet or are they It ba- it's basically done. I don't think it's actually officially done, but it's it's done enough that we actually actually no, I think it is done now. Okay. Are they so are they just doing the like the like sort of rankings of the kind of like runners up uh well i think they're no they're done with like everything now like they're they're uh they the the whole thing has been completed um yeah so um if you know okay we've we've mentioned this a couple times in the show like uh, throughout this last year that there is this um this, this uh good uh twitter account called world cup of trek that does these kinds of um uh does these kinds of like uh rankings of of uh Star Trek stuff based on like fan polls. So they did like every episode and then, then they, they just finished what they've been doing for months and months, which is, uh, um, the, uh, it's, it's doing every character featured on, on memory alpha. They've, they've tried to, to go through and do. And, um, and then as they've gotten to the top, they have started like a start, starting at 250, they have started, uh, like having each of them like appearing in a ranking. Um, Actually, I think that they might have done that with everybody, but they don't. They don't have like the full ranking though, because I think that every now and then they'll be like, "Oh, this is everyone's least favorite character from Voyager or whatever," and it's just like a guy who is in the background of one scene or something. And um, so, you know, you and I have been talking about this a little bit periodically. So I'm wondering, like, how how we want to talk about it. But I think it's worth noting because I think there's some interesting, you know, fan choices, um, you know, at the top and. Um, like, I don't know if you want to, like, guess some stuff or if mm-hmm. you want me just to like, go through, like, the top however many or what do you think? What sounds good? Yeah, because I, I know you had. So the last I think I had, that we had talked about it or the last time we were up, I think you had told me what the final eight were or maybe. the Yeah, final I, think I, said, I think I said, I said like, the final um, eight or final six. I think I said the final 16. And but then they had okay. not they had not, uh, like, finished raking out the higher levels, though, at that point either. So I think like I think the, the f- yeah, and they were kind of going through the the rank downs, yeah. Last time I talked about, it, I think the rank downs were still up pretty high. I think the rank downs were like probably in like the fifties or sixties, probably. I'm not saying we should go through all the top fifty, but um, although I will say at number fifty is Harry Kim. Really? Wow. I guess my like initial reaction is that seems very high, but I guess if you do like all of the like presuming that most of the top fifty are going to be like main titled cast members like you'd probably have like about 50 i did feel bad for a couple of the the uh the voyager cast who like aren't my favorites but like i like them fine enough kes is like like around 150 or something like that so she's like below tasha yar's daughter i feel like kes is not a like like very beloved Sure, but I mean, I like her fine. I actually think she, I think that um, what's her name, Jennifer yeah. Lean, is making is uh, giving a good performance. That, you know, just sometimes there's not always a ton to do. But yeah, they just like didn't have anything for her. yeah. But like just just to like give you like kind of like a an idea of like the territory she's in because Neelix is also outside of the outside of the top hundred. Yeah, I think he also was not super beloved, but there's not beloved, and then there's like. Two, two, two people worse than. Uh, actually, I'm looking at it again. A lot of the people right above her are actually like pretty good, but like I don't know. Is she? Is she like? She's 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 coming in at like um, 161. So it's like, is she? She's ten characters worse than 
Cisco's dad, or, or uh, you know, she's twenty character, twenty or twenty five characters worse than the Enterprise computer, um, you know, or or um, I mean, she's she's uh, she's thirty she's thirty characters worse than Mayweather. Mayweather is number one hundred thirty one. Um, oh, oh yeah, she's she is uh, um, surprising. She is. 33 characters worse than well she's 32 characters worse than the Borg Queen which I don't like who I don't like very much but I guess it's like she's like 30 she's like 33 worse than a, a block of sentient cheese that's in one episode of um, Voyager you know <laughs> so yeah there's some people like that where it's where I'm like oh like you know Tuvix Tuvix should be maybe higher than 123 so yeah any, anytime that I see like someone I like like appearing like below like Picard's dog or Spock's cat or something like that. I go, I was just like, okay, like Porthos is not better than than Neelix, you know, or Porthos is like better than is going to be higher than like Mud, or 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 instant or instant really? row wow. or Demar, like which is like okay, wow, um, or he's, he's ranked higher than he's ranked higher than Doctor Culber, you know. Um, maybe we just haven't had a good yeah. Porthos episode. Yeah, we really got we got really got to return to the Porthos. So maybe it just is worth it to like go through like the top. <laughs> 25 yeah so i'm guessing my guess would be spock won it all so yeah well yeah like what let's let's well let's why don't you why don't you try to guess why don't you just give me 10 people's names and see okay how many of them are top 10 and then i'll give you the top 25 and then if we want we can because i don't think we don't have anything to say about this episode really it's like pretty whatever and um (laughs) But yeah. like, uh, and then if you want, if you if, if you're curious about like who else, if you want to know where anyone else is, I'll go find them too for you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now from without going back and looking through my text of who you sent me was in the top ten. So I know it was so Spock, Picard, Data. Um, I think Data. I think Kirk was outside, at least outside the top eight. Uh, so was Worf. I'm trying to think of who else was. Because it was a lot of, there were definitely a lot of DS9. I think the DS9 fans kind of came out in force. Because like Garrick was super high, O'Brien I think probably made it pretty high, and then like Cisco was would have been there for sure. I think didn't Jordy make it like higher than either of us would have? Yes, yes. Said, <laughs> which again like no shade against Jordy, but it there's there were a few people that was like surprising that he out. I like Lavar Burton um, a lot. I like. I don't really get well, and I, I I feel like that has to be part of like the reason why he's ranked so high is because Lavar Burton like very nice man like and Jordy like not a bad character yeah. but just like beloved by our generation but, uh, but like Jordy is not like a bad character but he's also just like how many good Jordy episodes are there like you know it's like there's you know like there's the one where he gets uh, a friend of mine I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he he was like well there's the one where he like gets stuck on the planet with the Rhyme and I was like oh yeah that is a good one. And then I can't think of like anything else really that is like. There's the one where him and Ensign Rowe think they're dead. Um, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, they get like fate. You know, they get there's like some transport oh, yeah, album yeah, yeah, to yeah. they get I like out of that. phase, and so like they they think that they're ghosts and they're like wandering around the ship, but no one can see them. And like I think they like attend their own funeral because um, everyone thinks they like died in a ship explosion or something. Um, and I think then he ends up like figuring out how to communicate with Data and. Um, I think that's a better row episode than Jordy episode, though. But yeah, uh, did I say Data? Data, I'm sure is is up, up there. Is Riker? Does Riker make it into the? 
I, I, I don't know how many numbers. Yeah, so I think you've now. got so you you got you got um, you're pretty good. So I want I want to start at twenty five. We'll just count down quickly. And like I said, if you want to know beyond that, okay. I think twenty five is like an interesting place to start. So twenty five is Gold Ducat, which I was very happy about uh, to see him get so high. Yeah, it's great. See from oh, sorry, go ahead. Say, say again. Oh, it was just to say from from talking to my my Deep Space Nine fan friend that I know. I, See yeah, he's 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 the best he's the best bad guy that's ever been in in Star Trek I think in, in anything so he's he's really good. Um, number twenty four is Doctor Crusher, which is higher than I would personally put mm. her. But again, I, I like Gates McFadden fine. It's just not again same with Jordy. It's just like what are what are the what are the hits you know? Not super like notable. Yeah. Again, like the most famous the most notable episode with her is the ghost sex one, and that's not <laughs> notable because it's good, you know. Right. Yeah, I guess there's the like the the one I can think of with her is that I I was just reading about for a different reason, the one where like everyone else on the ship keeps disappearing. Yeah, I like that and, one. Like too, everyone but... else acts it's acts like it's normal until like eventually it's just like her, her and Picard on the ship, and she's like, "Why do we have such a huge ship for two people?" Yeah, and Picard's like, "I don't know, seems normal." Yeah, I yes, I do like that episode. Yeah. But you just don't see that one get talked about a lot, I guess, is what I mean. You know, it's not like Dharmak or something, yeah. but I do like it. 23 is 7 of 9. Uh, go 7 of 9, yeah. Love it. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that's when we're like, there's probably kind of like polarized opinions. Like, there's mm-hmm. probably like people that are big fans and people that like didn't like the fact that that character was brought on the show and so would like vote against her because of that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like underappreciated, like very good, like character and performance. Yeah, for sure. Number twenty-two is Q. Hmm, that seems that seems low too. But love to see some Q love though. He's I mean, yeah, he's obviously great. Uh, number twenty-one is Scotty. Okay. Number twenty is Quark. Okay, yeah, sure. Number nineteen is Flox, uh, who I hmm. do like. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say probably like consistently the best part of Enterprise. Yes. When he appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He's giving a performance. You know what we were saying last last time about like the point of view of the show. Like, I think that he actually is doing something unique, which I which I do appreciate. Number eighteen is Uhura. Uh, good for her. Yep. Uh, number seventeen is Kira, who like okay, not my favorite character, but like I totally get why people like her. Like, I'm going to say that about another DS9 character that's going to appear a little bit later too, where it's like. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I also think she's a she's a good like she's is very emblematic of like Deep Space Nine. Definitely like was not afraid to put forward a point of view, right? Like she is a yes, absolutely like she is yeah. an imperfect character, but she like presents like her point of view and is like not presented as it necessarily being like always right or always wrong. Um, yeah, and, and I think like but has like nuance to her. And I, I definitely appreciate her more than, say, like, my wife does, because, like, I think she is, like, a very cool character if you're looking at, at, like, her from, like, purely, like, a textual standpoint. And then I think that, like, sometimes, like, how that actually plays out in the show for various reasons is not always super compelling to me. But, like, I also, like, I love looking at things from a textual standpoint. Like, I love being like, oh, well, clearly <laughs> this is what George Lucas was trying to do with the prequels, you know? And so, like, from that aspect, like, I can definitely, like, appreciate, like, what's good about her for sure. Yeah. Weird to be ranked above Q, but, Sure. You know. <laughs> right, yeah. Another, I mean, like, I, I could say that about also number 16, Archer is 
He's the number okay. one uh, number one Enterprise character. He is ranked up uh, sixteen uh, about this. So so eight characters better than or no yeah eight, uh, no yeah. Uh, six seven, characters seven, better seven, than Q. Nine. So yeah. Number 15 is Riker, who I was frankly quite shocked was not in the top 10 because, like, he's just uh, in the top 10 of my heart, and, like, he's so uh-huh. he's so good. Also, a surprise to see him ranked lower than another character who is also very close to my heart, but just, again, surprise, he is ranked one lower than Worf, who's number 14. Yeah, I, I could see, like, I could definitely see that as a, as a point of view. Again, like, especially, like, later, like, later Worf. Like, Worf gets much better than he starts. Oh, I love Worf. I love, I love Worf. And, 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 you know, he's always, Michael Dorn is always bringing 110%. Like it's not, it's, it, that, that is just, that is just like a, un, I think unlike here, like that is a textual problem. I think that they end up having, to, they end up surmounting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, number 13 is Odo, who I, that that's the other character who I was kind of like, yeah, like I get it. It's not, I don't think he's doing a bit. I, I like him fine. I just, but I, do I like him 13th best Star Trek character of all time? No. Yeah, surprising for him to be in, like, elite company, yeah. Uh, number 12 is Kirk. Uh, su- very surprising to me wow. he's outside the top 10. Yeah, that seems... And, and this is, like, this, he was the one where I, I started looking at the people below him, and I'm like, better than Kirk? Like, Jordy, better than Kirk? You know? Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I would have expected Kirk to be, like, top yeah. five yeah me too i would have i would have like probably like i would have guessed like yeah. three just be like because of, like as much for like there would not be a star trek if it weren't for Kirk. Yeah. but also yeah just like i think mean, yeah anyways uh, number 11 uh better than kirk the doctor uh who i like but okay yeah great great character great performance but yeah just not what i would not have expected it yeah. surprising number 10 speaking of doctors uh bones Sneaking sure. the well, I love Bones though, so I'm, I'm not going to complain about that. Even that though, like I feel like that is the most direct, strange comparison of just like. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Who are your, you, you know, like rank your like three favorite characters of the original series, and like Kirk is the third yeah. one. I, I get it because it's like, like I would not put Bones ahead of Kirk. Uh, I mean, Bones certainly gets to have like a big personality because he's not the main cast member. He's not the main character, but like it is strange. Um. Number nine, Janeway. So that's the, the top Voyager okay. Voyager character. Um, you know, and I and I I won't I won't ask better than Kirk because I know that some people like yeah absolutely like that's certainly the case for my wife and I like her a lot. Like I, I would say like it would be very hard for me actually yeah. to rank I think like, the first four captains because I think all of them just the captains. Like yeah. uh, you know, if you add Archer and they're like Archer is clearly in last place for me. Sorry, Scott uh, Bakula, but. But, like, I do really enjoy all four of the other captains, like, quite a bit. So I'm certainly fine with her being where she is. Number eight, Jordy. Uh, so as we've already discussed. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we covered that, I think. Number yeah. seven, Jadzia Dax. Love it. Um, love it. Mm. I, again, v- shocking to me that she's ranked higher than Kirk, but, like. Yeah, again, like, personally, like, I, I, I do think, like, great character, well played. But, yeah, surprising to be that high, I feel like, of all characters. Number six, uh, Garrick, who again, like I, that's the, that to me is the shocking one, and I mean, like maybe, like I do get the like you know like well written character arc and everything, and like you really like him, and maybe I just haven't seen like you just kind of have to have seen all of it, but a really good performance. Yeah, it's just surprising, too, like because like, he's I think of like all the ones we've talked about so far is probably the only like not a main credited. 
No, we Jasper, mentioned uh, right? Q and Goldicott too. Uh, okay. But but yeah, he's definitely the he's the highest non-main cast member. It's funny because like I do like him Where a lot. Where did Khan end up? Because did he? Uh, I'll I'm check it. I'll check it in a second. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check it in a second. Um, I it's it's funny because like I, I like Garrick a lot. There, I would nowhere put him nowhere near like this area, and because he's not even like one of the great things about DS Nine is that he, there is a lot. There are a lot of like really good cast members who are not main cast members, and I yeah. would not even put him as my favorite one of those people. Like I would probably put like Golducott and Rom like higher than him. Um, mm-hmm. Rom I think ended up being like forty five by the way, and I, and I believe Nog is like twenty six. So Nog is like just outside the top twenty five. But like so, I'm kind of just like, well, I'm glad he's here because like it gives representation to like that super deep bench, bench of performance that they have on that show because like there's so many good like. Bit you know bit players are just like you know side characters uh, on yeah. the show. So um, number five, Data, great of okay. course. Um, they use a picture of him from Nemesis in this um, in this poll, which is strange Aww. to me. But you sure it's not before? Uh, it's uh, yeah. Before has got his own. Uh, I'm not sure actually. I'm not sure if before made the top two fifty because uh, Lore is there. Lore is is like 150 or something like that. So. Yeah, that um, yeah, that's a totally fair much much to higher lower. than before. But. Yeah, the number four is O'Brien, who it's funny. Wow, this, this show the 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 thing the, the the post says second favorite character from Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely why he's on this list so high. <laughs> that's right. of Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, lo- I love. I him. mean. I'm happy He's, for him. Yeah, he had at least one really good Next Generation episode, though. Yes, that's true. Like that's, and he's got a lot of really good episodes of of DS Nine. Uh, so I'm happy for him. Number three, Cisco. Very surprised to see him so high, but again, I yeah, do love wow. him. I love the guy. Um, number two, Spock. Uh, oh, it, it okay. really ended up, it ended up not being that close between Spock and Picard. Number Picard. two is Spock. Interesting. I said to note that like it, it tells you the actor for all these, and so it said when he gets to the song, it says played by Leonard Nimoy and Ethan Peck, and I'm like, hey, Ethan Peck, like, good job, like weaseling your way. Here. Yeah, you. Uh... <laughs> like, no offense to you, like you're 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 doing a fine job, buddy, but like, is just, he? Like, I don't know. I mean, he's, I mean, I think he's doing the assignment. Like, I don't know. Um, I think the assignment is not something I'm always like on board for. Uh, on that show, we don't need to talk about Discovery more, but like. Yeah, like it's just it's just like a funny thing to be like. <laughs> that's right. Oh yes, Ethan Peck, second best. Second yeah, best actor. I feel like that's like the the guy who talked about. I, I forget what his name was, but there there's like a it, and this may not be true, but there's like an urban legend about like some basketball player who would always talk about like the night that him and Wilt Chamberlain combined for a hundred and two points. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like um, it's like when like. You know, it's like when when I think like the Foo Fighters got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, and they and they like in, like their their drummer who's been with them for like the last like eight years only, like or, you know, like is is, right. is in the band, like is is inducted. Um, you know, no offense to that guy, but it's like you know he wasn't he wasn't playing on Ember, on Everlong or whatever. Uh, don't at me if you're a Foo Fighters person. I don't I don't actually know anything about them to know which one of them was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when they joined the band, um, but. It's that kind of a thing. And yeah, the number one is Picard, which I think is fair. Defensible, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> Certainly fair. And I, and I would say, if you were actually asking me to name the best person, it's like, it would be hard for me to, like, not say that. Like, well, that's not true. I would say Spock, but then it would be hard I think, for me. Yeah. I, it would I, be hard for me to not say it. Would be, it would be very close, but yeah. It would, yeah, I would think Spock would be 
you could make a very strong case for either one of them and not be wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to find Khan while we're talking, but um, but it was a pretty fun thing. I'm I'm not sure what they're going to do next because they've already done like kind of the two main things you could do. Uh, Boimler was the top, uh, was the top Lower Decks character, I believe. Yeah. I think, I think Ta'ana was the second, was the second highest, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if maybe they'll do like ships. I could see them doing ships. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Right. And just like find like every single like ship that at any point is named. It's like. Yeah. The Yamato. Yeah. Number 100, by the way, is uh, Nurse Ogawa from, uh, from TNG. Yeah. Wesley comes in at number 85. Okay. So, you know, a good however many, a bunch of spots higher than Cass, which I don't really agree with. Um, where are you, Khan? Oh, yeah, Yar comes in at number 74. Uh, one one worse than Chakotay, which seems inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, like, Chakotay is better than her, but he should, he should be much better than her. Yeah. Where are you, Khan? There you are. Number 59, right between Sarek... Uh, and Porthos. So, Khan, one worse than Just Porthos. Just barely edging out. No, one worse than Porthos. He's oh, jeez. Porthos the dog is better a better bad guy than than uh, than Khan. Also, Khan, uh, three worse than Riker's daughter from that one episode of Picard. Um, so, oh, the with the bow and arrow. Yep. Also, Khan, uh, Weird. Uh, five episodes. Five... How though? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Con, uh, five characters worse than. I don't think the system than, works. Five characters worse than Morn, which I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm into that. Like, I, I could see Morn making it as like a yeah. a troll vote. Yeah, Morn rules. Um, like a meme. So anyway, yeah, a fun list. Uh, you know, it's still up there on the on the site if you if you feel like going over and checking it out. Tom Paris number forty three. Um, by the way, so Tom Paris seven 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 people better than than uh, Harry Kim, which I don't think is fair or just, but. Um, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, and then you have another song that could be played as the theme song. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, we've just, we're just all about... Yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> it could be another song you could play as the theme song in front of... Uh, in Star front Trek of Enterprise. Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome. Welcome more than 20 minutes in to <laughs> Out of Contracts. We'll, we'll edit. Uh, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today, for a little while, we're going to talk about <laughs> uh, Star Trek uh, Enterprise Season 2, Episode 17, Canamar. This episode was written by John Shibin. Shiban? I don't know. And directed by Alan Croker, who, that name I do recognize. Um, I think this person, this person's got to be like a pretty regular... Uh, yeah, directed directed um, thirty eight episodes of Star Trek. Um, oh, wow. He directed the final episodes of DS Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Oh wow, uh, that's crazy. What one one of those was presumably good? Uh, yeah, I well, I I mean, uh, I, I, is is the I don't Voyager, know. I don't actually know if this is the Voyager one good. DS Nine is good. The Voyager one's not great. Okay, the, the DS Nine one's good. The DS Nine one's good. Okay. All right. I mean, I I would say that like yeah, I mean like the, it's not the, the DS Nine one's not like the best ever or anything like that, which is also what I would say is the case for for um, the TNG one. I don't think it's the best ever, but uh, yeah, that's fair. Alan Croker also has directed uh, some episodes of Battlestar Galactica, Firefly, The Twilight Zone, William Shatner's Tech War. <laughs> they made a movie out of that or a uh, TV show. I think so. I don't know. I don't oh. know. 
I read one of the books once because, like, I got it for Christmas from someone. <laughs> How was it? It uh, is. I don't know. I was I was young, so it was just like, ooh, fun science fiction. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, uh, but it was. I feel like pretty generic science fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I appreciate that he's still he's still on his hustle even now. Uh, um, so, uh, this, the synopsis of this episode on Memory Alpha is Archer and Tucker are mistakenly arrested and placed in a prison ship bound for the infamous penal colony of Canamar. Yes. Not, not appearing in this episode, Canamar. Yeah. Yep. Which is a strange choice, but, um, this is again, another, another, uh, you know, the, the cold open of this episode, I'll let you go into it, but the cold open of this episode is like a great example of like what we've been talking about for the last couple of episodes <laughs> about how weird the theme song is. Cause basically it's like. The Enterprise just finds like a shuttle pod where Tucker and um, and the and Archer are supposed to be, and there's no life yeah, sense it's just on like it. Drifting and, it's, through and, space. It's, and it's like the implication is like they're dead, and then it goes into it's been a long time. <laughs> and again, it's just like again, just you know, think about it. Like think about the Cheers theme song. Think about uh, <laughs> even like yeah. Just I'm just gonna keep on thinking, replacing it with different songs in my mind of just like with this one. Uh, you know, be the be the kind of thing we're looking for, but because yeah, it's like I'm I, it's I I don't have it this quite cracked yet because it's like I don't I don't think it's like the the friends theme song that's not it like that's not the kind of thing I'm thinking of about like, it has to be a little bit more mid tempo a little more like a little bit more aspirational yeah so it's not just like anything it's not like the it's not like the Seinfeld theme song or something like that it's yeah. like it's got <laughs> to be what popped into my head Nick, was the uh, the office <laughs> yeah that's 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 not the right. Do, That's do, not the right do, vibe, do. yeah. I think I think it, the more I'm thinking about it, the more it is like it is this kind of like throwbacky thing. It's weird. It's weird because it's like the it does. It is kind of like the the Firefly. Yeah, I think this is like the first thing either of us said about it. But it it feels like it's stealing the Firefly theme song, even the fire even though the Firefly theme song came yeah. later. Um, but like I think both of those songs are kind of like anomalies for like this time period. Like I think that they had kind of stopped doing yeah. this to a large degree and so yeah most of what i can think of where it's kind of like the similar vibes it is like that's kind of 70s and 80s it's sitcom period so i'll have to i'll have to think about that but <laughs> yeah that's how the episode starts um why don't you take us in for the for the rest of it yeah and so then we find out that instead of being dead um archer and trip are on a a, a prison ship um that's just kind of it's it's got a very like i feel like kind of like ben her vibe where they're like on these benches with these like shackles on their arms um and there's like these guards kind of patrolling up and down the aisles and you know they they keep trying to you know in, in one of those kind of classic like stupidity of just like not getting that they're not supposed to talk they like keep trying to be like figure that like if they protest loudly enough that the guards will just decide like oh I guess we should let you go because I keep being like, we need to talk to the captain, you know, like we're, we're innocent. You, you know, raided our shuttle and accused us of smuggling, but like, we're not actually smugglers and you have to let us go. Um, and keep getting just sort of like slapped down and being like, no, you're prisoners. You're going to like this prison colony of Canamar, which is apparently like terrible and unthinkable. And like people would rather die than go there. Yeah. Um, and then, eventually i don't even remember <laughs> I, I was telling you before like i watched this episode yesterday and i already like have almost completely forgotten what happens and like w- was even like thinking about it before we were recording and was just like wait what which episode was this 
Um, but but somehow there is a, a like prison break basically. Like there's two. The reason why that happens, I think, is that is that um, basically to Paul and the other Enterprise characters figure out that like those two have been arrested, and then they explain what happened, and then the the authorities, the people who run the prison ship, um, they oh, order right. them to, they order them to be released. They were about to let them go. Yeah. Well, they order them to be released, and so then the other prisoners though think that they're just being bribed, and so they get really mad, and they stage a prison riot, and so then they're now they're stuck on the prison ship. Because of that, because they were about to be, they were about to let them. Yeah. Go. So like the 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 actual prison guards get knocked out and then like also put in manacles. And there's two two of the prisoners, um, one of whom I don't think is there's a Nausicaan one who I don't think is actually named at any point. And then uh, Lore N is I guess the other guy's name. It looks like, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. but they're kind of this the main the main guy that then they interact with is is this guy that had previously been a prisoner for years on Canamar and um you know what what he says is that like he was actually and again i think it's one of those things where like this is possibly the closest that enterprise comes to like trying to make a point about something is because they talk about like this guy was you know he was just like an innocent person on a colony somewhere and got wrongfully accused of a crime and sent to this prison planet and was there for years and basically like became a criminal because right like because everyone treated him like a criminal and he went to prison then like he learned to be a criminal there and then ended up being like a thief and murderer and all these terrible things and so he broke out of the prison planet and had been like recaptured and was about to be taken back there and now you know kind of his whole thing is like i will do like anything to not go back to this prison planet to not go back to Canamar. Mm-hmm. Speaking so speaking of the Noskins, have we have we seen an episode with the Noskins yet? I'm trying to figure out like when they first appear. I think so. There's, I mean, the main one I think can think of it. Like, I don't think they're in a lot. They're they're in the one where like Picard goes back to his past. Like, that's who like st- stabbed him in the heart or whatever. Yeah, I'm looking and at this he had now. To have that, a heart transplant. That I think that, is their first appearance. Um, it's either that or uh, a concurrently running DS9 episode because they're they're in six DS9 episodes, two episodes of TNG, two of Enterprise, one of Voyager, and one Lower Decks episode. Um, but what do you think of the way they look? Uh, Kim Kim said that they, they just look like they were, they're wearing Halloween masks. <laughs> <laughs> at least in this, at least in the Enterprise show. Yeah, I feel like I mean I feel like it's kind of like something between a Klingon and Predator. Yeah. Or a Klingon, a, a Klingon like who joined the band Kiss. Yeah, like the yeah. Hair. I feel like they're like, like the. I'm sure the like head ridges are kind of differently laid out, but it it has a very similar vibe to Klingons. Yeah, I could see the predator like more fangy and angry looking. Yeah, yeah, um, I and like lighter skin, I guess. I was just curious. I I, I know we, we, Noskins are a race that gets mentioned sometimes, so I just wanted to. Yeah. To, to to note it. I did I did for some reason like this was the episode that made me think of this, but like when they're all sitting in the the prison ship and there's kind of all these like different various alien races. Um and and again, because this is Enterprise and like sort of like the first time that humans have been out into space, like do you ever wonder if humans sort of like stick out because of the like 
noticeable they're lack so, of anything on their heads. They're so smooth. Like everyone else has like different types of like things either around their eyes or on their foreheads yeah. or like gummy worms hanging from their the bottom of the that's, head. That's so funny. That's exactly what Kim said. Kim said that the that that what I don't know what that guy's name is. There's a guy in this episode who his thing is they just won't stop talking and it's hilarious. Um uh-huh. his name is yep, Zuma. And he's sitting I next think. to Tucker and like annoying him. And so he, yeah, Kim was like, he looks like he has gummy worms hanging off of his chin, which is what you just said. They, that's what they, they look like either gummy worms or like, like fishing, like ta- Like jigs or like, yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about, yeah. Like the like, like gummy ones of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, but like humans are just like, like everyone's just like, why are they so like, there's just sort of like this big flat thing above their eyes and like, there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> How, how, what? Weird. Their faces, their faces are so expressive. It's like they, yeah. they really have like musculature that's not weighed down by like their, their skin and muscles, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. These guys are weird looking. But yeah, I've always noticed that, again, because obviously because of like the way that you do these things, like any, anything else is, all the other species are like additive of like distinguishing features. It's like, it must be weird to just to see like the only race that doesn't have anything. Yeah. Maybe there's like, a, maybe at some point we'll just run into another, another race that like, does it looks like Voldemort basically where he just, you know, there's no <laughs> eyebrows or nose or anything like that. Yeah. And like, then, then it'll be like, that's, that's the weird one. Then now that doesn't have anything going on. Yeah. But yeah. And so basically like the archer convinces the, this escaped guy, Loren, because to let him, fly the ship because he's like the only one that's a pilot apparently and kind of like sits up in the cockpit with him and keeps trying to like talk him out of this but also tries to like play along and like again like in a very like i feel like archer just kind of almost a little bit gets off on playing a character like pretending to be like a cool swashbuckling person like you know spins this whole story about like oh yeah my partner and i were smuggling and they caught us and i told him this like crazy story that i was the captain of a starship from earth and you know we're we're kind of new here and but yeah it's like trying to like play along and like but also manages to briefly send out a distress signal which is how like to paul on the enterprise kind of like picks up on where they are and so is kind of coming to try to track them down mm-hmm and so they they fly the ship to this like heavily populated planet and that's when they find out that what this guy's plan all along was is that like his ship kind of is going to come and pick just him and then his partner the Nasican like just pick the two of them up and then they'll let the the ship crash into the planet with everybody else on board so that it looks like the ship crashed and everyone died and so then they'll kind of get away free and no one will be looking from them for them. And so Archer and Trip like kind of try to try to break out and try to like overpower them and stop them and um, end up like not being able to like they get like captured and put back in the chains and then the when you know they like kind of dock with the ship that's come up and open the door and it turns out that like they actually tricked them all along and the ship they were docking with was the Enterprise and so like Malcolm and Paul come in and rescue them all. Mm. Um, but the sh- in the process, the ship's already starting to crash. And so they, there's this kind of like race against time at the end where they're trying to get everybody off the ship. And then Archer goes back to try to rescue 
Loren, this the this criminal guy who basically is kind of does the whole like I'd rather die than go back to to Canamar again, and like tries to you know fight him, and then they like Archer has to escape at the last minute, and this guy crashes with with the ship and dies. It's a little, it's all a little bit wheel spinny. Uh, I mean, it seems like there's not quite enough there to like justify the volume through the episode. There is, there is like a, a, some good for for Star Trek anyway. Some like good gunplay i think in this part like like it was like i was like oh like the phaser stuff in this like they make could make that a little bit more visceral with the technology they had at this point which and i know it's not super often that i compliment the the visual effects on enterprise but i was watching yeah. some of like the phaser effects and i was like oh yeah like this is like a little more exciting than when you the main feeling i get with the visual effects on enterprise is that there were like they blew their whole budget on a few things because of like kind of the technology available at the time and the cost of it. Like they, mm-hmm. they really swung for the fences with like a few kind of effects and like CGI things and then realized that they like didn't have enough left for a lot of like the simple things like, Oh, we need like to build a mission control room. Um, yeah. It's, but... <laughs> it's, this, this might bring us up on a tangent, but it's very funny to me that like, just because of the quirks of fate and television production and stuff that like the, there's the all of you can watch all of um all of enterprise on blu-ray and but you cannot watch all of you cannot watch any of voyager or ds9 on blu-ray you might never be able to <laughs> like <laughs> it's just a strange just a strange quirk of fate like where it's like this show which is like stuff that doesn't hold up super well and just also the show is just kind of like whatever like is you can watch this in like super high quality and then and, and you can watch that with like the two most beloved shows too. And then like and then DS9 and Voyager, it's like you might honestly just kind of be ended up ending up watching. Like, yeah, kind of they're like never like gonna like go back and remaster Star Netflix. Trek Voyager. Well they might. Like they've they've they they've talked about it, but like just the it's hard because they stopped shooting on film and and they also they stopped shooting on film and then they also um like oh, but they weren't shooting in like in HD yet. Yeah, they stopped shooting in film, and, and they were shooting in HD. Yet. And uh, I was reading, I, I watched this video about this actually recently, which is pretty interesting. Like they also like made the because they stopped shooting on film, they made all of the visual effects. Like the visual, the visual effects were CG, and they made them all to the level of quality that they knew the broadcast would be at at the time in the 90s. Oh, interesting. So, so if you tried to remaster everything else, then, like, they would look... Yeah, you basically have to, It would be to, like, like the, like, Star Wars Special Edition effect, where it's just like, this looks worse than... Like, right. this looks like fake 2001 CG, whereas, like, yeah. before it actually looked, f- like, very good... 1970s special effects. Yeah, because a lot of what they use in in like the uh, um, TNG is still models, and mm-hmm. um, and then they would just composite them together wherever they needed to go, and so um, like that stuff. And again, they're also shooting on a film, and so like that stuff is all really easy to convert. But then like you know for like the space battles and stuff in DS9, um, which you know there are some that are like relatively involved. It's like you know, I've seen people say it is possible. Like there, there's a weird technology that you can use to like milk more detail out of this stuff, which I don't really even understand how that is possible. But apparently, it, it, you know, there, there have been you zoom and enhance. There, there is like a little bit of footage actually. If you watch, I still have not watched this yet, but the DS9 doc, uh, what we left behind, mm-hmm. has a little bit of has a little bit of HD 
DS9 footage in it. Um, but like, yeah, it's just like if you for that stuff, you're going to have to like in addition to like the actual remastering process for the for the visuals, which is already like a lot of work. Then you also have to go back and like fix the stuff that looks like is hard coded, not very good. Interesting. Yeah. So it is. It's it's a. Uh, <laughs> Again, but that's just a strange quirk of fate that you have like these two really beloved things that like you just can't watch in a nice format, <laughs> at least not right now. And then Enterprise is like, yeah, we just managed to luck out. We're like, and we 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 are like right on like the verge of like when Eighth people started. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. But I I did like some of the gunplay in this. Um, that was really the only thing that I really. I mean, this is another kind of like. Um, you know the one we watched a couple times ago, the 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 cold front. Like I was like, this is fine. Like it's just fine. It's it's not like bad. It's just like it is sure an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, it does feel like it would be a like mediocre Voyager episode or something. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I was like, I feel like I've seen probably a mediocre Voyager episode that is that is like a similar plot to this even. You know the the other the other thing that kind of elevated for me a little bit was I think that the scene at the very end. When Archer gets mad at the prison official, I was like, "Oh, this is like probably the best, oh, yeah. the best acting I've seen um, Bacula do on the show." Yeah, because the guy comes and he's just like, "You know, we'll, we we need a, a future, a, like a full report that we can give to our superiors, like when you have time." And but also like, I'm I'm very sorry for the inconvenience, like being all like official and stuff. Yeah, and he's just like, "I don't want to talk to you, like." That was like terrible. What happened? And he's all and and again, like it, kind of the closest this this episode comes to like having a point of view. He's kind of like, how many other people do you think are wrongfully convicted on this prison planet? Like you know, like yeah. And you know, that's as far as they'll go. But like you know, it's farther than a lot. The show usually goes a lot, goes a lot of the time. It seems, but he gets he really it's like a very like the it it describes his remarks as acid in the uh, memory alpha description, which I think is like appropriate. Hmm. Like he's just very like. Very like mad and like snappy and like kind of like yeah. filled with like righteous kind of, like, bitter yeah. anger, and I was like, oh, like this is like a good performance uh, for sure. So yeah, for sure, I, mm. I agree. He he says, um, he said, makes me makes you wonder how many others are don't belong there. You wanted a report, you got one. Like and he just like walks away, and the other guy's like, uh, you know, and just kind of leaves him there. Yeah. Apparently, actually, this episode, according to Memory Alpha, um, was written after the Judgment episode we watched. Um, uh, because they liked the idea of the Enterprise, um, like having to intercept a ship. Uh, I guess that was like an initial plot point, and in, in that one was that like President uh, Archer had to be rescued from another ship, and then they liked that, so that they basically decided to like spin that off into its own episode. Hmm. Judgment is earlier in this season, so yeah, that's true. I guess it is like the second time that Archer has been like accused of a crime and taken to stand trial mm-hmm. well he never quite makes it there in this one yeah and but yeah both of them would have been like show trials too basically uh yeah so yeah i mean that's this episode like it was fine like <laughs> <laughs> uh apparently they talk about mother and mud fleas in this episode which are then later mentioned in the 2009 star trek movie uh so you know <laughs> I, I i always do find it impressive like how much they kind of recycle stuff like in a fun way on these shows where it's just like oh if something got mentioned it'll get mentioned again you know it's all yeah. part of the thing yeah there was one i forget if i i probably never brought it up but because uh i noticed when we were watching um or when i was watching through season two of discovery i'm not sure why this made me think of it but it, it was around the same time that we watched i don't know if you remember 
Equinox, that episode of Voyager we watched where they like find another Starfleet ship oh, yeah, that's of also that trapped there. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, have you have you gotten to that one yet? Or no, that's later because seven. No, is that one. I think I think that's um, season four. We're we're almost done with season three. Okay. Um, but yeah, but there's like there's one like Starfleet like protocol that they reference. You know, like uh, you know, rule number whatever point this subsection this that, that basically that like if there's ever like two ships on a mission and it's not clear who's in charge that it like mm-hmm. whoever like ship has the like better like the tactical advantage or whatever uh-huh. um and they they reference that at some point in discovery season two and they actually like use the same like regulation number with like the enterprise and discovery oh, in cool. like the big fight and I was like, that's because we watched it like around the same time. So I was just like, oh, that's real funny that that's that they use that like same like mm-hmm. again from this like kind of random episode of Voyager. Like someone went and dug out this random. Yeah, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I, like, I like the attention to the detail. Um, the only other little thing I had for this was there's a line, I think, like pretty much the very beginning where they're talking about like this planet they went to um, that like Tucker and, and the captain went to where they ended up getting captured and they were there's some reference to like oh yeah they were gonna go to see a game of whatever this like some you know like alien sport and the line that they say about it is the captain said it's the closest thing to water polo he'd seen since we left earth and just like <laughs> the way that's phrased i'm just like oh yes water polo that like the gold standard of of measuring sport like it's just not <laughs> i feel like not what i would like compare something to of just like i've been I've been looking for something like water polo this whole time, and finally we found it. Well, you know, I mean, it's an Olympic sport. Someone, someone's watching. It is. It. I'm sure yeah. there's water polo fans. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool. It feels like a it feels like a hard sport to be good at. Yeah, it does seem like it would be like and like probably like deceptively, like it seems like it would be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say congratulations to water polo for making it to the future because like we know that baseball doesn't really make it. Even we know that like this, yeah. Baseball is basically appreciated by only Cisco in the future. Um, so, uh, yeah, good, good on them for, for for getting there. Uh, yeah, and you know, for us, uh, we've 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 gotten there to the end of this episode, which we maybe we maybe have talked about this episode less than we've talked about any other episode of Star Trek <laughs> on the show. But uh, you know, it was it was all right. It was all right, and I don't really have a lot else to say about it. Like, it has not made me materially change my views on um on enterprise one way or the other uh i thought you were gonna say on like the criminal justice system but oh no well that either i guess it's it's probably more more i mean i guess i attainable goal to to the degree to which this episode has a point of view about the criminal justice system i guess i agree with it which is that like there's a lot of people in prison who shouldn't be and that their criminal Uh justice system is too harsh but you're kind of like extrapolating that out of the episode rather than like getting it from it directly it's like you know you're 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 tapping a maple yeah, tree in the summer, can. you know. But uh, so yeah, um, where what would you use every? Oh, what sorry, soda idiom I've ever heard you use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we do this every other week. Um, so next next time uh, we'll, we'll be back in two Sundays to talk about Sacred Ground, which is uh, Voyager season three, episode seven. Actually, a little behind the scenes note. Uh, uh, I'm watching Voyager season three right now with my wife just for fun, and we skipped over this episode because we knew we'd be watching oh, it soon for wow. the podcast. So this was my first time watching it. Nice, I'm excited. 
yeah, so we're, we're going to watch this, and then uh, we'll, we'll be back at you uh, next time to talk about it. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can uh, follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com, or you can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is uh, Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. There's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. So check any of those folks out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye.